guys, welcome back to the Tana Talks podcast. It is me, Montana Duran, and we're in Vegas. Yes, yes, yes. Vegas is the city that I chose to move to. If you listened to the last episode, I explained that I was moving to a new city for a month. I didn't tell you guys where I was going, but hi, hello, we're in Vegas, baby. Um, I didn't know it was called Sin City until all my Christian friends were very worried about me. They're like, why are you going to Sin City? And I was like... Um, to pray for it (laughs) because I did bring my Bible and I have been doing my devotional. And honestly, this has been such a personal growth journey and we're going to get into it in this episode, but it's been such a journey and it's brought me so much closer to that personal relationship that I had with God. Like there has been so many things that had happened that like made me angry. And so like, this is really, this whole process has taught me like to trust myself, to trust God, to trust the process. Like there's Everything is working together for your good. Even the things that you don't think are good, the things that look really, really bad and really, really dark right now, they're all actually working together for you and your good. It's really hard to see when you're in it, but when you're out of it and you can kind of zoom out and see the bigger picture, like after some time has passed or things have happened, it's really all working together for your good. And that's what I'm learning. And so I kind of just want to, I don't want to recap the whole like trip, the road trip and the like first week because my best friend, Lauren, um, we've been friends since I was literally in 10th grade. Like that's my girl, like my rider. I like literally, she's a shooter. Like I'm a shooter. Like, uh, <laughs> she's a stepper, <laughs> but we had so many crazy experiences and I'm saving that for when we get back to Georgia. We were not able to record while she was here. Things were just crazy. It was a lot to get settled in through the transition. And I am eternally grateful for Lauren. Like there's nobody else on this planet that I could have done. And we could have been through the things that we went through and we were together for like 12 days and we were in a car for like three of those. And it just like brought us so much closer and like I'm emotional about it. So I want to save the whole like road trip Sedona, like first week in Vegas, because it was cray, crazy. I'll just give you a tidbit. My first Airbnb was low key, a crack house. There was like foil everywhere and stains and smells. And I walked in and it was the first experience I had in Vegas. And I was like, Oh my God, like I made a horrible decision. Like I've, what am I doing? And I was like, if Lauren was like sounding board. I was on the phone with Airbnb for two hours, gave me a total refund, gave me a sick discount on this way nicer place. So it all, again, worked out for my good. But in the moment, it was just so hard to see. And I want Lauren here to recap that with me. So I'm going to save the road trip and the first week for that. And so then we get into like the second week and the third week. Um, I'm actually extending for a little bit and then I'm going to go to LA for a month because that again, all aligned and I'm not even like crazy things happening. And when you trust the process. So I want to get into like four things that I'm learning in Vegas and what I'm learning from this road trip and just like putting myself out there in a different way that I never have or imagined that I would. Um, and the first is that growth is uncomfortable. Like I felt myself being suffocated in Atlanta and you guys that know me, (laughs) I am an ATL, you know what, till I die. Like a lot of, like, I love it. I love the South. I'm born, raised, like I wasn't born in Georgia. Oops. I'm lying. I've been there my whole life basically, like since I was eight or nine. So like Georgia's all I know. That's where all my friends are. That's where all my community is. Like, and nothing again, like I have the most amazing people in my life. Like 
literally like I've had friends come from Georgia to see me like that's how amazing these people are and so it's nothing against them I was just personally feeling suffocated and I was trying to make the podcast studio work I was trying to figure out you know what my next steps were after I left Atlanta living there and like was moving back home for a little bit and I just I was trying to find apartments things were falling through nothing was working out so I was like you know what like first of all I love the West Coast after I've been here since June and I wanted to come back. I have friends here. I wanted to do podcasts out here. Like I wanted to go on a cross country road trip. Like that's a bucket list thing that I wanted to do. And I'm like, what's holding me back? And I just felt this need to get out and grow, but growth is so uncomfortable and it requires you to do things that you wouldn't normally do to put yourself in situations you wouldn't normally do. And it's terrifying. And I want to encourage you that if you are on this growth and this healing process and this wanting more and wanting to expand and wanting more for your life, you're going to second guess yourself. There have been so many times through these last couple of weeks, especially like since I've been alone out here where it's like, oh, you got to deal with some of this stuff. Like maybe some of the blocks that were coming to you creatively or, or in your business or things like maybe they were internal, like things that you needed to to work through and to grow through. And I wasn't growing in my environment. I was so familiar with Georgia, with Atlanta, with everything. And I'm here in this new place, like trying to figure out like, okay, what am I going to eat? Like, where am I going to go? What are the places I'm going to explore? And who am I going to meet? What am I going to do? Like putting myself just in a different situation forced me to grow. I I don't think I could have had these experiences because I'm going to get into more, but like if I would not have made this decision and put myself out there, like so many things have been revealed to me through doing this crazy thing. And so I don't know if there's something you've been thinking about doing, but you don't know what is on the other side of your yes, saying yes, like say yes to your life, to growing, to new opportunities. Like you deserve the life that you desire. Let me say that again. You deserve the life that you desire. And I know that we've had things happen to us and things come in the way where we think that we don't, but you do. You are worth the life that you desire. If it's in your heart and it's a desire of your heart, you didn't put that desire there. That desire came from somewhere. (laughs) So growth is uncomfortable. And so you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that's like, doesn't make sense. But the more I am comfortable being uncomfortable, comfortably like, okay, God, like, what am I doing here? You got to come through or it's not going to work out. So the more I get comfortable with the uncomfortable, the easier it becomes because it's a muscle, just like going to the gym. You're not going to have a six pack overnight. It takes time. So getting comfortable with the uncomfortable is the key and growth is super uncomfortable. And the second thing that I'm learning, there's four things, I think, hold on, one, two, three, four. Wait, one, two, three, four, five. There's five. I got to get way better at this. Five things I'm learning. I'm learning to trust myself again. And I've talked on this podcast before about the things I've been through in my past, um, as far as like just decisions I've made, things that have happened to me. Like there was an assault situation that happened. I have healed from that completely. I'm not that person anymore, but there are areas that have been revealed to me through being here through, through all of this, that it's like, I didn't trust myself. Um, I think because of those situations, um, I didn't trust myself, but 
I'm learning to trust myself again and to, to go with those feelings. And it's an amazing feeling to start to be able to trust yourself and trust that I am in control and I, and to some degree, and I am making the right choices and I am on the right path. And I'm not that person anymore. I'm not the person that makes those poor choices and lives recklessly. Like I am, I am safe in my body, in my life. Like I'm able to trust myself again. And just the fact that I wanted to come here, I put the, that intention out. I made it happen. And like, everything's been so beautiful since I've came. It's not been perfect, but even that decision to, to do this was trusting myself. And it's something that I'm learning. And if you don't trust yourself, you're not going to be able to trust anyone. And I think a lot of us have trust issues with ourselves. And so I challenge you to start trusting yourself. If you say you want to do something, do it. Don't break promises to yourself. If you don't want people to break promises to you, the first person you need to start with is making the promises to yourself and keeping them and doing it once and then doing it again and doing it again because you are worthy of trust, but you have to start trusting yourself and feeling safe with yourself that you can make good decisions. You can make hard decisions. You can make life-changing decisions because ultimately we all have this ideal version of what we want our lives to be, but it doesn't just poof and happen. Like you have to take planned action steps to get there. And so it starts with just learning yourself and how to trust yourself and how to ask questions and journal. Like I did not journal the whole year. I have not journaled. And I like tell y'all to journal. I could I've been here. I can't stop journaling. I've journaled every single night because it's like I'm alone with myself and these feelings that I've felt for a while and I'm forced, I'm forced to deal with them. And it's helping me trust myself. The next thing that I would say is surrender. Like there's things that you're in control of and there's things that you're not in control of, but you are in control of how you react and how you feel and your emotions and your mental state and the thing in the choices that you do on a day-to-day basis. Like you are in control of that, but surrender to the process because it's like, there are these big things that I want from my life and I am taking the action steps, but at some point I have to surrender and I have to let go with full detachment that what I want is wants me to, and what's for me is for me. And I don't want what's not for me. I only want what's for me. And so it's kind of just surrendering to that process and surrendering to, you know, that it's all going to work out. And it's really hard to do when you're in the middle of a horrible situation. You guys have been following me for two years on this podcast. Like you've seen me literally at my highest highs, lowest lows. And and there were mostly lows. Like y'all remember this time last year, your girl was bedridden because she couldn't walk. Like it's crazy how much can change in a year, but you have to just surrender. You know, there is a surrender because you're you're in control of what you're in control of. But at the end of the day, it is about surrendering. And I've had to surrender so much. Like I've been on the floor in the bathroom crying out to God, like, God, like I need you. Like there's been the crazy thing. So it's like, yeah, just surrendering to the process and, and trusting that yourself, like it's all works together. Um, the fourth thing would be forgiveness. I have talked on here about like, 
my relationship with my dad and family members and things in the past. And I think I like to just pretend, like if I just don't think about things, I like to just pretend that they're not there and that I'm over it. Anybody relate? (laughs) And that situation, I had thought that I forgave and I thought that I was okay. And for a while, my mom's been like, you're not okay. Like you, you got to let that go. Like you have to release real forgiveness and it's, it's for you. And when I came here the second day, there's something that happened and I'll talk about it with Lauren. And, you know, as much fun and beautiful things that there are in this city, there's a lot of heartbreak and there's a lot of addiction. There's a lot of homelessness. There's a lot of just addicts on the street. And I didn't realize I was so triggered when I first got here and I live in Atlanta. Like there's that stuff there too, but it was just so in my face here. I didn't realize how triggered I was by it. And that trigger, you know, my Tori, the girl I work for, uh, the life coach, she has this saying, and it's like, your triggers are your teachers. So when you're triggered by something, that's teaching you something that you're unhealed by. And there's so much addiction in my family and all that. And so I was so triggered. I like literally reached out to my dad and we had a nice conversation and we've been texting while I'm here. And I'm like, literally everyone's been like, you're glowing on your Instagram stories. And the only thing I can think is that I, I have released forgiveness to my dad. (laughs) Like that's it. Like I have literally, and it felt like a million pounds have been lifted off of me because it's like, it was just a situation that happened. I saw something and it literally made me start crying. I wasn't scared. It just made me so sad. And I was like, that was what I needed to do was just reach out. So I did. And it was, it was healing for me and it was healing for him. And you know, things don't have to go back to how they were before, but you can allow forgiveness and even areas where you think you've forgiven, like maybe, you know, there's a story in the Bible about how you got to forgive 70 times seven, because I think that means that there are some things that you can forgive once and you're like, Oh, you know, whatever your friend tells you a white lie, you forget it, you, you get over it. But some of those things require forgiveness over and over again, and that's okay. But you have to be willing to extend that forgiveness. So you also, I've been talking about this for weeks, like forgiving yourself. I think when you extend forgiveness to someone else that you might not even realize that you have unforgiveness towards, it offers a whole nother level of self-forgiveness because there are more things from my past. Like I've talked about like learning to trust myself. Like I've had to forgive myself for those things for that girl who was trying to figure it out. And my friend Lauren like reminded me so much when I was with her because I've known her for so long, you know, she's like a lifelong friend. And she was like, I remember when you used to literally throw up because you thought you made people upset. Or if you were going to a new situation, like you would literally throw up because you were so anxious. And she was like, you were just figuring it out. Like you got to give yourself some grace. And it's like, I love to extend grace to others and, and give them advice and tell them, but it was like, I wasn't doing it for myself. And I think it was because I had so much resentment and unforgiveness towards my dad. Like, (laughs) is this a daddy issues podcast now? (laughs) 
No, everyone's got daddy issues and mommy issues. Listen, their parents messed them up. Their parents messed them up. And so they messed us up. You know, like every, it's a cycle unless you choose to break it. And I think part of me choosing to break it was extending that forgiveness, extending that olive branch. And who knows what will come of that. But I truly feel freer because I offered that forgiveness that I wasn't offering. And so I don't know if there's someone in your life that you need to forgive or if there's a situation or if you thought you forgave it. But if you're feeling stuck and you're feeling the ick about yourself, maybe journal about like, ask the questions. You have to sit with yourself. It's not fun to sit with yourself, but sitting with yourself and asking like, who am I harboring resentment to that? I don't even know. And, and who do I need to forgive? And and it's not even always, you have to reach out to them, but maybe just writing it out or getting it out. Like there is power in forgiveness. And the more you practice it, the more free you become and the easier and lighter your life becomes because you're not so heavy and bogged down by that unforgiveness and shame and unworthiness. Like you are worthy of forgiveness. Forgive others, forgive yourself, you know? And the last thing that I would say, the last one, this is number five of what I'm learning in Vegas is there's purpose in your pain. And that's like so cliche to say, like, there's my reason your pain, but you guys have been following this journey. Like, you know where I was at just a year ago. I was in the most painful season of my life. I remember taking bat like Epsom salt baths every day, just crying out, like, God, what is the point? Like, why am I why, you know, I literally that's horrible to say, but I would be like, God, why didn't you just take me out in the car accident? Like, I've said that before. And um <sighs> I've been caught up a couple times here when things have happened or moments have happened. And I'm like, even when we were like in Sedona and stuff and like hiking and it was so beautiful. I was like, I'm so glad you didn't take me out and you didn't listen to me. (laughs) Like, I'm so glad I'm here. And um, sometimes pain makes you blind where you can't see anything. You can't see anything. You can't see it getting better, but... I'm literally living proof that it gets better. I'm literally (laughs) living proof that it gets better. And the moments I've been living in make me sad that I even felt that way before, you know? And there's also this part of you that when things get good, you're, you're always like, oh, there's something bad coming. But I feel like if you truly practice the principles of gratitude and, and, and self healing and personal development and and reading and, and journaling and, and submitting yourself to your higher power. Mine is God, you know, but I'm not here to judge, but if you think you're all alone, that's very lonely way to live. So I truly believe that there's purpose in the pain that when you call out when you're in those painful moments there is some form of peace but when you when you're practicing all the practices like gratitude when you're journaling when you surrender when you do all these things 
even when something bad does come up, you have so much in your toolbox that you've been practicing, that you've been doing, that it doesn't hurt as hard. You're able to handle it differently than you would have before because you have these things in your tool belt and you've been practicing things and doing things to better yourself and to, to prepare yourself for when you are in one of these situations of being at a low because life is ebbs and flows. It comes, it goes, and you just have to have that firm foundation in yourself and in eternal and internally and know that whatever life throws at you, you are more than equipped to handle it. You are enough. You got this. I believe in you. And so I, um, I'm out here until October, um, coming back for the festival, of course, but, um, I'm just going to keep saying yes and keep trusting the process. I'm going to bring you guys along on the journey, but I feel like I am becoming the version of myself that I've wanted to be for forever. And it's a beautiful feeling and I want everyone to feel this way. So if I can help you on your journey, reach out. I'm here for you. Like we're in this together. We're better together. You're not alone. You are worthy. You are enough. You are called. You are great. You are beautiful. Like you got this. And I believe in you and I love you and I mean it. Bye.